You're listening to Truth Time Radio with Trey Searcy. Bible questions? Email us from our website, truthtimeradio.com. Welcome back to another edition of Truth Time Radio. Our goal is to simply bring you to a place of sound reasoning, a place where you can pick up God's Word and begin to enjoy it, to to remove the confusion that, that has come via all the denomination divisions. On one corner, they'll, they'll tell you, God showed them something in a dream. On another corner, they'll tell you, an angel appeared into them saying this and that. And down the street, they're telling their audience that that God has a special message from them to you. Enticing words to fill the pews. Come here, go there, and receive a message that, that can't be found in Scripture. Listen, we do not need visions to get a message from God. We don't need a visitation from an angel. We have all the messages we need in His written word. Israel needed angels. They didn't have his completed word. Paul, our apostle, needed visions from the Lord. That's how he received our gospel for today. But hey, it's finished. It's completed. We have God's word written down in its entirety. A listener heard me mention the fact that we have no such thing as the original text. You know, there's always someone who will say, in the original Greek, or, or in the original Hebrew. What they don't tell you is there's no such thing. No such thing as the original on earth today. You can't find it. And you can't find it because it's not here. We don't need the original. God didn't. Do your own research and you'll find that all throughout the Bible they depended on copies, not the original. Get a King James Bible and do a word search on the word copy or copies, and you'll quickly discover this truth for yourself. In Psalm 12, verses 6 and 7, God promises to preserve his words. That's a promise from God. And preserve them, he did. And his words were preserved for how long? The passage says, forever. God promised to preserve his words forever, and I believe him. Did he promise to preserve the originals? No, the copies. But anyway, a listener heard me say that there are no originals, and they ask, why not? Why didn't God preserve the originals? My answer is this. If I had the original, let's say Truth Time Radio had in our possession the only original... What could we do? If we had bad intentions, what could we do with that original? We could alter it, right? I mean, if I had the only one, I could make alterations, and would you know? No one would know. But let's say some of you listening today, if you had a copy, and hey, you over there, you had a copy, and they had a copy, And down the road, they had a copy, and on and on it goes. And I changed my copy? It wouldn't be hard to recognize who had the counterfeit. Me. 
it could be easily proven by all who had a copy. I could then be held accountable. All those with copies could compare theirs to mine and quickly discover who the liar is. By not preserving the original makes it easier to preserve the original. God's ways are not our ways. We must remember that when reading Scripture, we're not just reading a record of what God said in the past. No, God is actively speaking to us today in the here and now. How does He do that? By the words, His words, that we find here in this outstanding book. You and I can hear the voice of God speaking to us unmistakably and authoritatively when we hear or study the Scriptures. You want to hear from God? Read His Word. You want to hear from God out loud? Read it out loud. Many who find Truth Time Radio are surprised to find out that many things they were taught are not even biblical. And surprised to learn how many things that are biblical but not written to be followed today. And we come to that understanding by rightly dividing the Word of Truth. We want to teach you how to separate the the mama said, daddy said, preacher said from what the Lord said. And more importantly, from what the Lord said to you to be applicable for today. I want to encourage you to test Christianity. Put Christianity to the test and make sure it's not twistianity. Twistianity is always looking at the flesh, how things appear outwardly. Test things and prove them to be true or not. Have you ever been to a church and heard, Will all the first-time visitors please stand? We promise not to embarrass you. (laughs) What? You just did. And don't be fooled. They're not asking you to stand for your sake. It's for their sake. It's for numbers' sake. Religion glories in the flesh. It's about putting rear ends in the pews. Truth has taken a back seat to roll call. What about this one? Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Well, the preacher just told three lies right there. Three lies all at once. And what about, there's someone here today that God wants me to tell. And just fill in the blank. They'll come up with all sorts of things they claim God told them to tell you. They might say, uh, God wants you to know that your car payment is on the way. Praise God, hallelujah. Or uh, your empty bank account is getting ready to be filled and running over. Your healing is on the way. Or, Or he told me to tell you that you're getting ready to meet the love of your life. God didn't tell him to call out, to to single out any individual and tell him or her anything. Let me remind you that God has already said everything he needed to say and preserved his words in a book psalm chapter 12 we have them all all of his words written down in a book that book many claim to love but spend very little time in meanwhile they allow a preacher to to be a substitute for god and stand up and tell them i've got a word from the lord And they decide to rely on his words instead of God's words that were written down and preserved to last throughout all generations forever. So now the preacher, he tells them things he claims God is saying to them outside the scriptures. 
In the Old Testament, how did God get his word to the people? He spoke to who? The prophets. What did they do? Wrote it down. So if these men and women today who claim to be getting special revelations from God, if that be true, if they really are, then why are they not writing it down like the prophets did? Why isn't it being added to Scripture? You see, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 makes it clear. God's written word covers everything, everything we need to know. It covers it all. Verse 16, all scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, throughly furnished unto all good works. We may be perfect and thoroughly furnished by the TV preacher who has a word for us. Maybe he had a dream, especially for his congregation, or especially for you on the other side of the TV camera. Maybe an angel appeared at his bedside to tell you what your next step in life should be. No, all scripture was given by inspiration of God and has been written down, preserved, And it's there for you, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, that you may be perfectly and thoroughly furnished unto everything you need to do here on earth for God. Thoroughly furnished, and no need to add to that, no need to add to thoroughly, it's perfect. So if someone claims God gave them a word to tell you, run, run away from them and to the scriptures away from their words and to God's words. That's what a preacher, a teacher, a pastor is to be delivering to you in their sermons. Bible words, words they've studied over, words that they have rightly divided. They claim God gave them a message to profit you, but we just read it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. There it is. The scriptures are where you find your prophet. Your prophet is in the scriptures and not in the man on TV. And if he's sincere, he'll tell you that. If he's doing his job correctly, he's not adding anything to God's word. He's a workman that studies. He makes proper divisions in the word of truth and conveys that to you. He believes the Bible is God's perfectly preserved word, and he wouldn't dare add anything to it. He doesn't wait for a visitation from an angel. He doesn't need a dream or a vision. He doesn't need a sign or a wonder. He understands that it's only an evil and adulterous generation that seek after a sign. We don't need one. If God told the preacher something to tell you, then the preacher should be writing it down and adding it to the Bible. That's where God's word belongs. You see, their logic is nonsensical. It's nonsensical and unbiblical. Goes against Colossians one twenty five too, by the way. That's where Paul said, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Did you catch that? To fulfill the word of God. What Paul was given from the Lord fulfilled the word of God. The word fulfill is a verb and means to make full, to complete. Webster says to bring to an end. Remind the preacher of that next time he tells you he has an extra outside-of-scripture word for you and your life. It's not true. 
It's been fulfilled, completed, and brought to an end. It's in a book and preserved for you, so go read it. If the preacher has a word from the Lord, how come that rascal Paul went and said he brought God's word to an end? I dare he. Did he not know that God wasn't through speaking? And that he would speak through the likes of uh, 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 Benny Hinn, Oral Roberts, Paul and Jan Crouch? And judging from our listener correspondence, even some of you attend a church where the preacher claims he hears from God. He heard him in the bedroom, in his car, on an airplane. He hears from God everywhere but in the Bible. And we have those who claim to have had visions and, and angel visitations. Listen, we don't need visions to get truth from God. We don't need an angel to receive a message from God. We have all the messages we need, and they're written here in this book called the Bible. Some of you, uh, you'll remember when, uh, when almost a half a million people flocked to Lakeland, Florida. It was back in, uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, the two th early 2000, maybe 2008 or nine, but they did so to hear a televangelist, Todd Bentley. It was there that he claimed God told him to, to kick a woman in the face in order to heal her. He said, there was this old lady worshiping right in front of the platform. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, the gift of faith come on me. And the Holy Spirit said, Todd, kick her in the face. You see what problems are brought on, don't you, when, when we go outside the parameter of Scripture to get our beliefs. When we allow someone to do this, who's to say if he's wrong or right? You see, there's, there's no certainty. There's no absolutes when you venture off into crazy land. However, when we stick to what God said in His Word, and we make sure to do as we're instructed, and rightly divide the Word of Truth, we no longer have this problem We've eliminated the guesswork. I recently had someone ask uh, uh, what I thought of Jimmy Swaggart and his ministry. Well, Jimmy also claims that God speaks to him personally, outside of Scripture. The Bible's not enough for Jimmy. God's still telling us things and using Jimmy Swaggart to do it. Hey, Jimmy, add this to my word. You know, because I, I forgot and, and left this part out. He claims he first heard the Lord speak to him at age eight while standing in line at a movie theater. He said that he, and I quote, remember the incident vividly. The Lord spoke to me and said, don't go in there, but give me your heart. I want to save your soul and set you apart as a chosen vessel used in my service. And Jimmy said, I gave my heart to the Lord. Jimmy to this day claims that if you'll give your heart to God, he'll save you. Wrong. That's a false way of salvation. That's counterfeit. How many is going to be in hell because of this? Salvation is not giving the Lord anything. It's not giving, it's receiving. There's only one way to be saved, not two or three, but one. Salvation is a gift, and you're saved by receiving that gift through faith, and not giving him anything, not giving him your heart. He also says you can say the sinner's prayer to be saved. Wrong again. 
Jimmy disagrees with God's Word, which clearly says, Ephesians 1.13, go read it. You're saved after you hear the gospel of your salvation and then believe it, plain and simple. Do we believe God or Jimmy? No giving your heart, no reciting a prayer. You hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and you place your trust in Jesus Christ and his finished cross work by believing it. Any other way, any other so-called way of salvation is a counterfeit. You don't ask Jesus into your heart to be saved. You don't give him your heart to be saved. You don't confess your sins to be saved. You don't ask for forgiveness to be saved. You don't turn from your sins to be saved. You don't recite a prayer, say a few Our Fathers and some Hail Marys. You Ephesians 1.13, hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You believe the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And it's at that moment, God seals you. He baptizes you into the body of Christ and seals you unto the day of redemption. Until he returns to get what he purchased. Now, what is the true message of the cross? The gospel of your salvation, the only gospel that will save you today, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and is no longer imputing any sins to anyone. He died for them all. He died for all your sins. He was buried and three days later he arose to give you eternal life in him. That is what you have to hear, and that is what you have to believe. That's the gospel of your salvation. Don't believe the counterfeit. You see, Jimmy claims to preach the message of the cross. Matter of fact, I think that's the name of his program. And and, and let me add this. He, he's come a long way. I worked with his ministry, in, indirectly that is, indirectly, back in the 80s uh, when I was working at a Christian television station at the time, and and Jimmy's ministry had purchased airtime on the station. I did some voiceovers, uh, a, a few commercials, and some intros and outros for his program. And at that time, he was preaching very little about the cross. Matter of fact, most of his program consisted of entertainment. So in comparison, in comparison to that, Yes, his program has come a long way. It has improved. But his claim, what I'm refuting here today, is his claim is that he preaches the message of the cross. Well, that claim falls short. It falls short of what actually took place at Calvary. He's preaching partial cross work, but not the cross in its fullness. It's twistianity. It's a counterfeit. You have some ministries that are far out so far away from the truth. And then you have some ministries who almost get it right. And which of those are false? Which of those are a counterfeit? Both. If you're not preaching the cross in its completed fullness, your message is counterfeit, period. Doesn't matter if you missed by a mile or missed by a yard. A miss is a miss, and it's a counterfeit. Satan didn't go way out there when he tempted Eve, did he? No, he did not. He was pretty close to God's word. Matter of fact, he only changed one word of what God actually said. And that one word is enough to poison the truth. 
If Jimmy preached the cross in his fullness, he would not tell you that you can lose your salvation. That's not finished cross work preaching. Those who preach that are preaching Jesus as a co-savior. Co-savior with them. Part Jesus, part them. That is another gospel. You see, you can preach the cross, but if you add a work, you make the preaching of the cross void. It has no effect. 1 Corinthians one seventeen. If he preached the cross in its fullness, he wouldn't tell you that salvation depends on a prayer, depends on you giving the Lord your heart, or on you asking for forgiveness. That is another gospel. Hey, forgiveness was completed at the cross, and is why 2 Corinthians 5.19 says they're not being imputed to anyone today. You see, they're not preaching that. They're preaching partial cross work. If he preached the cross in its fullness, neither would he tell you that there is still a sin, the unforgivable or the unpardonable sin that you hear preachers preach. Hey, if he preached the cross in its fullness, he'd know that Christ took care of that one also. He didn't miss any sin, not even that one. The Lord's work was very thorough. Perhaps Jimmy missed Colossians 2.13. Listen to the good news. Listen to how perfect the blood of Christ was. And listen to the real message of the cross. The cross in its fullness. Colossians 2.13 And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, now don't miss it, listen, having forgiven you all trespasses. To the Jimmy Swaggered ministry and all other ministries out there who preach partial cross work, the Bible says, on this side of the cross and through the revelatory information that was given to our Apostle Paul, we've been forgiven all trespasses. All simply means all, even in the Greek. Except the sin of blasphemy? Did it say that? No, it did not. You see, Jimmy has written his own Bible. Now, maybe his Bible says that, but not mine. The sin of blasphemy would be included in the Colossians 2.13, all trespasses, would it not? The word all is not hard to understand, but you see, for some, it's hard to believe. I mean, if Christ forgave me of all my sins, then what's left for me to do? My pride and ego wants to do something. Just give me a little credit, please. In my Bible, a King James, large print, no commentary, 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, God was in Christ. What was he doing? Reconciling the world into himself. And the result, he is not imputing anyone's trespasses into them. Now maybe Jimmy's Bible adds the words, except for the trespass of blasphemy. I'm also not sure if his Bible contains 1 Timothy 1.13, or maybe he just missed it, but it's there that we read where Paul says he was before a blasphemer. But then he goes on to say, I obtained mercy. Now, maybe one of you scholars out there can explain to me how that if by the time Christ gave Paul his gospel, if there was still an unforgivable sin, as some would have us to believe, then how come... Just how come Paul received forgiveness? Huh? He blasphemed. He was standing there. Hey, he even ordered the murder of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And the Bible says, Stephen, a man full of the Holy Ghost. 
Paul was a blasphemer who received mercy. He was forgiven, even though in your Bible, now this is what happens when you don't rightly divide, in your Bible, at one time, the sin of blasphemy was an unforgivable, unpardonable sin, just as Jimmy Swaggart and many others say today. But they're not rightly dividing the word of truth. Things changed. And you have to go to the writings of Paul on this side of the cross before you'll come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, this thing about rightly dividing the word of truth that some don't want any part of is the only answer to the supposed conundrum. Back to Jimmy's story at the movie theater, he went on to say that he plunked down a quarter for his movie ticket, but the ticket machine jammed and the ticket wouldn't come out. He then said, I heard the Lord again, got my quarter, and left. (laughs) These fanciful tales from a man who has written his own Bible. Sad. His ministry claims to be King James Bible believers, but on his broadcast... When he comes to a word he don't like in his King James Bible, he'll say, should have been translated. In other words, he's correcting God. Not the translators. No, remember, God promised to preserve his words in copies. Make no mistake about it, there's a lot of people who call themselves reverend that don't believe God. Did you know that? And it's evident they don't believe him because they stole his name. Psalm 111, verse 9. You ever read that? There's actually people out there who wear God's name as if it's theirs. The Bible says he sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. And don't miss this next part. Holy and reverent is his name. Now, just how is it, this has always baffled me, just how is it that the word reverend is only found in Scripture one time, and in that one time, it plainly says it is God's name. Yet men, in their vanity, take God's name and use it for themselves. How can anyone mess this up? It's only used one time. Be careful not to fall for the counterfeit. These fellows can speak with high platitudes and biblical vocabulary, but that doesn't make them authentic. And make no mistake about it, it's not just Jimmy. The list can get real lengthy real quick when we begin to to look at all the wrong doctrines preachers continue to spread even today. And listen, we're not grading people on intentions. Most who teach these errors don't do it on purpose. But hell is paved with good intentions. And it's why Paul, in the book of Thessalonians, tells us to prove all things. How many books do you know that you can go out today and purchase that in the book, in that very book, it says, we are to prove all things? So the question is, I guess, why are so many wrong doctrines being taught? Well, there's more than one answer, but the number one reason is not seeing, not recognizing the distinction in God's word that he made between Old Covenant Israel, New Covenant Israel, and us, the church, the body of Christ. That's just about going to wrap it up. I know some of you have problems with this. 
This is not a religious church-affiliated program. No denominational twist here. No church headquarters. And I don't teach from a Sunday school quarterly. Truth Time Radio is a Bible research ministry. We give careful attention to extensive Bible research and, and we hope to assist you in doing the same. That's our goal. Our goal is to get you in this book where you can discover these wonderful truths for yourself. Please remember, you only get two educations. The one you're given and the one you give yourself. Listen to Truth Time on your smartphone. Download your favorite show today. Truth Time. Exposing the truth. One download at a time. For a shot of truth with no chaser, visit truthtimeradio.com.